When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Danielle's favorite, Billy Idol, Rebel Yell at 8.04. Gorgeous Monday morning. Memorial Day weekend coming up. This is a great time of year in New York. This is hour number three. Bernie's back today, and it's been uh, a great show already. So what I like to do, Bernie, is early on the weekend morning, I mean like 7 a.m., and you can tell by what I posted on Instagram, I'll grab a cup of coffee, I'll walk myself to the beach because Danielle is running, doing her 10, 11 miles, and I'll uh, sit there all by myself, and a nice cool morning, and I'll read the paper, have my coffee. Again, it's a block and a half walk. It takes exactly four minutes, and there's nothing like it. And I was doing it yesterday, and I was reading this story about Joe Borelli. So I called Joe, and I said this uh, seceding thing. This has been out there, like you said, Bernie, for 50 years. Sat down and talking about doing this, but it's never happened. But once again, Joe Borelli is bringing it up, and he's a big-time politician, minority leader, by the way, and a dear friend of both of ours. Here he is, Mr. Staten Island, although Frank Morano and Tobacco will take offense to that. The great Joe Borelli. Good morning, Joseph. Hey, Joe. Good morning, guys. Uh, and by, by the way, I'm sorry you don't see me running my 11 miles right right behind your lovely wife. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pace. I'm trying to keep pace, but she's good. Do you actually run, do you? No, I, I barely sit up straight. I do a little peloton and some weightlifting. Right. Uh, but running, running and me don't exactly mix. All right, fair it's enough. But you are great when it comes to politics. You're one of the brightest guys we know, me and Bernie. We mean that sincerely. Uh, but you're going down a path here that's been kind of talked about now for the better part of five decades, and it's never happened. So once again, seceding Staten Island, what makes you think this time around you can convince people to actually make this happen? Well, the, the irony is that we don't need to convince the, the people that really matter, uh, Staten Islanders. Staten Islanders voted in 1993. Two-thirds of them voted to secede in a, a non-binding uh, a, a resolution on the ballot that year. And uh, I think the, the desire on behalf of most Staten Islanders is to take our ball and leave. We have seen what's been going on with New York City, whether it was them dumping the Fresh Kills landfill uh, on our shores. That was, that was 30 years ago. But what we're seeing now in terms of the war on police, the uh, extremely high cost of living in New York City, the fact that property taxes are now matching places in New Jersey and, and other places we would consider high tax. Uh, the, the fact that we have a, a, a system that just has no accountability for criminal behavior, the fact that our schools are being run by woke leftist ideologues, uh, these are all things that would change with the city of Staten Island. And again, I'm not even, I couldn't even question whether Staten Islanders would want to do this. Uh, the only question we have is how do we get it through the state legislature, which correctly uh, is the only stumbling block. And how difficult a hurdle is that? I mean, it seems like a huge stumbling block, Joe Borelli. What do you say? 
Yeah, and unfortunately, the people that are blocking it have no vested interest in it. Um, they are people from elsewhere in New York City who have this nostalgic view, or they have this misguided belief that Staten Island couldn't do things on, on our own. It turns out, by the way, guys, that everywhere else not named New York City in America happens to have a police department and a fire department, and if you call 911, the fire gets put out. All of these places not named New York City, the grass gets cut in the parks. Um, you know, things happen, uh, and there's no reason to think that we couldn't do it. But these people are so entrenched with this idea uh, that Staten Island is part of the five boroughs that they simply will not let us go. Uh, we would be the 37th largest city in the country. We'd be the second largest city in the state. And we'd have the ability to, to lobby for our own infrastructure projects. We'd have the ability to lobby for our own schools uh, and do all these wonderful things. So it's, it's sad that, that they won't let us go. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? I mean, you, you, you bring out this great case as to why it should be the case and why Staten Island should do what you want them to do. But it does seem like while you want it to happen, Joe, at the same time, it's kind of a fait accompli that it's not going to happen, just not going to happen. Or, or do you have hope down the road that that may change? No, I, I certainly have hope. Uh, one of the things that could change as a catalyst is, is Lee Zeldin becoming governor of, of the state. Uh, having a Republican uh, in a statewide office could be one of the things that makes this onto the agenda. Well, you, you, uh, sing, you singled out you singled you singled out Lee Zeldin. What if it was Giuliani or Astorino? They would say yes too. Yes. Oh, uh, oh, I, I imagine so. But this is a conversation I've actually had with Lee, so so okay. that's why I wouldn't want to speak uh, for anyone else on a policy issue. Uh, but but that that's really the type of catalyst that we would need. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, if you look back 120 years now to when Staten Island consolidated with the other four boroughs to become New York City, all of the hopes and aspirations and dreams of what that would mean for Staten Island happened, by the way, for the other four boroughs. It didn't happen for Staten Island. You could actually read all about this in my next book that just came out, Staten Island in the 19th Century, not kidding, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. But to, to give you the short, short elevator pitch, yeah. um, Staten Island joined the city so that it would be a part of this financing of major bridges, major subway lines, major infrastructure projects. And all of those things happen, whether you live in Brooklyn or Queens or the Bronx, etc. Those things didn't quite get to Staten Island. So our reason of joining never, never materialized. You know, it really does seem like a no-brainer. Joe Borelli, City Council member, Joe Borelli, New York City Council member, on the Bernie and Sid show. Seems like a no-brainer. Everything you laid out makes perfect, total sense. Get the hell out of this failing city, this this uh, this s-hole, if you will. But uh, on a practical level, let me ask you this question: For example, a Staten Island ferry. I would imagine the city subsidizes that very, very heavily, and that it would that then you 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 guys in in Staten Island, you would have to uh, pony up a lot of uh, a lot of money to get that thing rolling, and maybe uh, the fare increases a uh, uh, big time. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. W what do you say, Joe? Yeah, I mean, you know, like every other city in, in the country, we would have to take a, a, a ledger and go down and see what's in the black ink, what's in the red ink, and how much uh, of a government and how big of a government we want to provide. Maybe in the new Staten Island government, people have to pay a dollar, dollar fifty to, to ride the Staten Island ferry. Maybe in the city of Staten Island, we don't have a city income tax. Right now, the city income tax is 3.85 percent. Uh, so the rationale is some people always tell me, well, the property taxes would go up. Yes, but maybe we wouldn't have an income tax. Or maybe we keep an income tax and your property taxes would go down. The truth is we can't see into the future and, and figure out who we're going to elect and what type of government they would set up for the city of Staten Island until we actually do that. 
The only really way we can measure whether we can financially do it is how all cities in the United States measure their value. They measure their value by the total taxable real estate in the city. So we have a half million people. Omaha has a half million people. Atlanta has a half million people. The city of Miami has a half million people. And I'd probably be shocking you if I told you that our real estate value, the total value of all taxable properties, is actually more than all of those cities individually. Wow. So if we take our taxes from there, we should have more revenue if we charge the same rate than mm. all of those places. And again, you go to those places, things are happening, the fires are getting put out, so the, the, the grass is getting cut in the public parks. I don't know, Joe. Just I mean, Listen, we love you, and we think you're brilliant, and it just seems, you know, everybody calls you a borough, the forgotten borough, and it just seems like you're coming off crying here, all your tough mobster buddies on Toad Hill Road, and... I don't know. It just seems like uh, you, you feel left out. You're like, like a little bit of a baby on this side. i got to be honest. <laughs> well, there's no doubt that there's definitely a part of me taking my ball and trying to leave. There's no, there is no question there. But you're right. We're the forgotten borough, so they should just forget about us. Leave us alone. Let us go off into the sunset. At the very least, let Staten Islanders vote on it. Let them vote on it. Maybe I lose. I lose all the votes all the time in the city council. I could lose that one. I'm a big boy. <laughs> Yeah, no, listen, uh, uh, there's something to what Sid said and something to what you say. Uh, Joe Borelli, again, on the Bernie and Sid Show, city council member, New York city council member. Hey, Joe, well, let's uh, switch topics for a moment. You you spoke of crime. We have a new mayor. Uh, we've spoken to you a couple of times about him before. Do you think the, the honeymoon period elapsed, uh, I know, a, a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, maybe? But, I mean, how bad is it with Eric Adams and the crime rising uh, under him like you can't believe it would have after, uh, you know, de Blasio left office. Look, I'm not shocked the honeymoon uh, period is over. New Yorkers traditionally and, and almost patriotically hate their mayor, whoever it is, the moment he or she someday becomes mayor. So I'm not surprised I'm there. I am surprised uh, with how quickly, uh, rather how not quickly they're able to get this crime issue under control and the perception of the crime problem under control. The, the mayor has done some good things. They restored anti-crime units. Um, they, they, they started telling police to go out there and be aggressive and be cops again. These are things that the last administration decidedly did not do, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. Thankfully, he changed that. But when you hear this story about this 16-year-old rapper who gets arrested, the cops see this kid with a gun, he gets arrested. He's on probation from having a gun before. And some woke activist, crazy judge in the Bronx just decides we're going to let this kid go with no consequences. This is when, like, you, you really have to re-gauge yourself and recalibrate yourself and think, what are police officers even thinking? Is it even worth it? We had an incident where a cop was shot arresting a kid with a gun, and the kid walked scot-free. So, I mean, I'm not surprised the honeymoon period is over. I think he's moving in the right direction on things. I think when it comes to masks and mandates and things like that, he's going in the completely wrong direction. Uh, but on crime, it, it, almost, it almost makes you question whether there's anything we can do mm. until our state laws change both bail reform and, and, and the laws that allow judges to use these loopholes to set these people free. Earlier in this conversation, unprovoked, you brought up the name Lee Zeldin. I am endorsing Lee Zeldin, too, although 
and I've, I've admitted this to Lee. Lee and I are very close. Uh, the other guys are gaining, and they're gaining quickly. Now, on this show last week, I'm not sure you were listening, Joe, but I had all three guys on, and it got very, very ugly. Lee Zeldin finally defended himself and said, listen, I try to keep those guys off the ballot because they had forged signatures. And both guys came on this show and without any hesitation said, quote, he's a liar. That's the word both Andrew Giuliani and Rob Astorino both used on this show, getting very ugly in this race. What are your thoughts on, A, what Lee Zeldin contended, and, B, the reaction from the other two guys? Look, I don't put it past anyone to have forged signatures on the ballot. We, had a, we have a case right now that's before, uh, right now being investigated by the Staten Island District Attorney uh, of a candidate who was forging signatures. So I don't doubt that that could actually happen. Uh, and I don't doubt that it does happen in some cases. I, I just think that you have an obligation to get enough signatures for the election. That's how you qualify for a ballot. So one of the things we do in every single campaign is we make sure our opponents have met the legal threshold. So I think Lee did the right thing. Uh, I think Rob and I think uh, Andrew did the right thing by defending their signatures. It's one of the uglier parts of primary campaigns. But primary campaigns are ugly. Uh, and that's what we're going to see. I mean, unfortunately, we're going to see that uh, going into the governor's race throughout the primary. But don't forget, President Trump's primary was very ugly with Ted Cruz and little Marco and the whole gang. It was a very bloody primary. And the fact is that we got a better candidate coming out of that race who eventually went on to win. So if Lee has to take a few punches, if Lee has to throw a few punches, to go out there and make himself, uh, put himself in the best position possible to take on the real enemy, Kathy Hochul, then I say fight it out. Wow, there you have it. That's a heavy charge, forgery. <laughs> That's criminal activity, obviously. One last quick, quick answer, uh, Joe Borelli, who wants uh, to have Staten Island secede from New York City. Who gets to keep the Verrazano Narrows Bridge in the event of secession? Good question. That's the MTA. The, the MTA built the Verrazano Bridge. So they can basically issue transportation revenue bonds on the backs of toll payers. So either way, whether we're part of the city or not, we're, we're giving that money to the MTA to finance um, transit infrastructure. By the way, speaking of Lee Zeldin, I'll be at the Staten Island Ferry Terminal tomorrow uh, with Lee Zeldin, uh, with Michael Henry, who's running for attorney general, yes. uh, and with Allison Esposito, who's running for lieutenant governor. If you're in the ferry terminal tomorrow, come say hi. All right, there you have it. That is a star-studded cast on Staten Island. Joe, as always, you never disappoint. Great job today. Good luck moving forward in your effort to succeed, Staten Island. But uh, either way, you're great. We love you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. And uh, tell Piscopo to stop stealing our guests. We don't like it. <laughs> this is war. <laughs> Knock it off, right. bro. You think Zeldin, Giuliani, and Astorino are war? Forget about it. We get the Piscopo. That's it. Uh, one eight hundred eight four eight WABC one eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. More to do. Lydia reports is coming up next. This is Bernie and Sid on a Monday. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.